0: A couple of weeks back, I did an episode on how to increase revenue in your restaurant by 10% overnight. On that podcast, I shared three tips as a way of enticing you to go download the full ebook, where you'll get an additional seven tips, so 10 tips in all on how to grow your revenue overnight. The question I set out to answer was this. Are there things you could do that would make an immediate impact on your business, like literally? overnight. Yes, some things take time, but I believe there are things that can happen quickly. So that was the uh, the question I set out to answer. Could uh, could it be done? Are there things? And the answer is yes, absolutely yes. You can get that ebook by visiting restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash revenue. But guess what? This week's episode is like a companion piece to that one, because there are two roads to profitability, driving revenue, and cutting expenses so on today's episode as you guessed it i'm sharing three ways to cut expenses in your restaurant and yes i've written an ebook on this subject as well to get all 10 tips you can visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash expenses Don't worry, those links are both in the show notes. If you're struggling with payroll, struggling with food costs, struggling with keeping your expenses down, don't go anywhere. I promise, this episode is packed with value. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week, we toggle back and forth between a monologue style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated marketing concepts and make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires, Now, this week's podcast is sponsored by Seven Rooms, a guest experience and retention platform for the hospitality industry. From neighborhood restaurants and bars to international multi-concept hospitality groups, their data-driven platform empowers operators to build more profitable direct relationships, deliver exceptional experiences, and increase repeat visits and orders. With a full suite of products, including reservation, waitlist, and table management, online ordering, review aggregation, and marketing automation, Seven Rooms is the perfect choice for helping you gain a 360-degree view of your guests, both on and off-premise. Book a demo with Seven Rooms today and receive an Amazon gift card for $50 simply by booking the demo. Email Hello at try seven rooms.com with restaurant strategy in the subject line. Now, again, there are two paths to profitability, right? We know this it's, it's overly obvious, but it bears mentioning you drive revenue or you can cut expenses. Now, the best way to make an impact is to focus on revenue. That's why I did that episode a couple of weeks ago. That's why I put out that, uh, that ebook, right? Because driving revenue is the best way, right? Um, hitting uh, greater top line revenue is the best way for maximizing your bottom line, your profit. But that doesn't mean we can ignore the other side of the equation, right? If there's anything the pandemic taught us, it's how to do more with less. So in that vein, I'm going to share three great ways to manage your expenses, and I hope that inspires you to go get the full download. Again, the full download has an additional seven tips, 10 in all ways to cut expenses. Some of them might be obvious to you, but I bet you a lot of them are going to be a little bit outside the box. They're things that you, that you, you haven't necessarily thought of. It is well worth your time, and again, if I didn't mention it, it is absolutely free again you can get that download by visiting restaurant podcast.com slash expenses that is of course in the show notes right now so again two paths to profitability revenue expenses I spend a lot of time talking about ways to grow uh, revenue, right? In fact, like I said, I wrote an ebook on the subject, which you can go download. I share 10 tips for chefs and operators to increase revenue literally overnight. And those things work, I know, because I've been using them with my own clients for the past decade or so. In an effort to help the listeners of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast, I thought I would take the time to put together another ebook, right? So this is a companion piece to that first one, why, because as I said, again, there are two paths to profitability. So on the, in the pages of that ebook, you're gonna find 10 ways to cut expenses. And again, today, we're gonna share the first three. Ready? Let's get to it. Number one, cost out your entire menu. One of the first things I do whenever I start with a new client is to ask to look over their recipe costing. Now, the larger companies that I that I work with sometimes usually have everything organized and they're able to get me that information relatively quickly, right? It's all in a spreadsheet. They know exactly where to find it. But most of my clients are not big companies. They're, they're not big groups. They're small, independent restaurants. I, I work with you know uh, privately held uh, restaurants and they're often family run uh, and, and they've never thought about things like costing out their menu before this is the beauty of what i do as a coach as a consultant as a as a podcast host is that i've been doing this for 20 years i've worked with dozens and dozens of restaurants and so i've, I've gotten to peek behind the curtain i've learned systems and procedures and i've seen the way that that really successful restaurants work so now what i do is i take all that i steal it it's in my bag i walk that down the street and so when i work with clients uh, i i bring all the stuff that works for the big companies into these little privately run restaurants let me let me say at the start this is going to take a ton of work it is it's a lot of work but costing out your menu is the single best way to manage your expenses in your restaurant again let me say that again it's a lot of work but the reason that the big companies all do this that they have a system in place is because it works. The best way to manage your expenses is to get a hold of your food costing and uh, by extension, your beverage costing, your your, your cocktail, right, your liquor costing. I have a simple spreadsheet for this that I'm happy to share, right? I'm offering this up totally free, one-time offer. Email me at chip at chipclose.com. So C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E dot com chip at chipclose.com and just ask me for it. I promise you, I will send it. It, I built it in uh, in Excel. You don't need to, right? Uh, You're welcome to create one for yourself. But if you don't know how to approach this, I'm going to give you mine. Just reach out, tell me why you need it, ask for it, and I will give it to you. I promise. Totally free, one-time offer. The first sheet in this spreadsheet, if you get mine, you'll see this, and if you don't get mine, I'm going to explain so you can build your own that looks identical to mine. The first sheet on this spreadsheet will be a list of all your ingredients. This is going to basically double as a vendor list as well. Now, on that spreadsheet, the left-hand column from top to bottom should list every single item that you bring in, every product you bring in, every single ingredient. Next to that, just to the right, is the price you pay per pound, right? So if you've got hanger steak, then put the price per pound. You've got Cipollini onions, put the price per pound. You've got Brussels sprouts, put the price per pound. The first column all the way on the left is the ingredient next to that, the column just to the right of that, is the price per pound. Then over uh, one column further to the right, you list the company. Then one column over, your sales rep for that company, for that product. One more over is going to be the phone number, and then one more over is the email list. Look, you see, it turns into a bit of a vendor list. So uh, it's very easy to look down and see how much you're paying, what company you're getting it from, who your contact is there, right? Because there's going to be a time in the future after you do this whole project where you realize, hey, we're spending a lot of money on Cipollini Onions. I can get it from another company for $0.50 Fifty cents a pound cheaper, twenty cents a pound cheaper. Hey, I can get my steak for three dollars a pound cheaper at this other place. You're going to have everything collected in one place, and you're going to then go rather than saying, "Hey, I need the the price of my steak coming down." You're going to see what that company provides you, all the things that company provides you for, and say, "Hey, I really need a ten percent reduction on." all of the products I get from you in order for you to stay competitive with some of the, uh, the other companies I'm speaking with. So again, that's the first sheet on the list. All the way in the left is the ingredient, then you've got the price per pound, then the company, sales rep, phone number, and an email list, right? This is how you track all of all of your uh, ingredients, what you pay for the ingredients, and you're going to be able to see those price fluctuations, uh, and then eventually see how uh, those fluctuations affect overall profitability in each of the dish. And I'm going to show you how we do that. That's the first sheet, right? So if you're working in Excel, there are sheets or tabs, right? The first sheet is this is this vendor list this ingredient list every single other sheet in that spreadsheet is going to be dedicated to a different item on your men on your menu right so the fried calamari gets its own sheet tuna tartare gets its own sheet same with the fish and chips and the burger and on and on and on simply put before you figure out what you're going to charge for a dish you need to figure out the cost of goods sold, right? So what does it cost you to put this food on the plate? This doesn't factor in labor or or overhead, just the food on the plate. Now what happens is that most restaurants estimate, and this is what gets them in trouble, right? You need to know that, let's say the steak is $20 a pound and your portion is eight ounces, okay, that's half a pound, great. So there is $10 worth of protein on the plate. And what happens is that a lot of places in the old days, you say, okay, $10 times three or three and a half, and we're gonna charge $30 or $35. But that's not specific, you're you're just estimating it, right? If you figure out how much protein is on the plate and how much that costs you to bring it in, Then you gotta do the same with the mashed potatoes and the sauteed spinach that you serve alongside it, right? Because that all factors in. Uh, Likewise, you're gonna have to figure out how much it costs to make the sauce. And then you're gonna measure out the sauce to figure out how much you serve with each dish, right? So you got the steak, the potatoes, the spinach, and the sauce. These are all the major components uh, that are going onto the dish. You gotta figure out the cost of goods sold. How much does it cost you to plate that steak dish? Again, it's a ton of work, I know that, I'm sorry, but it has to be done. Here's the good part though, once it is done, it is done. Then in the future, you can easily update the price of ingredients on that first page, and, and if you build the spreadsheet properly, again, as I have done with mine, I give it up freely, just email me, if you do it properly, those numbers will automatically import into the other pages, right, so on the recipe sheet, on those additional sheets right so the first page is the ingredient list and then each additional page uh, is dedicated to a different recipe on that recipe page it'll say the item in the dish right so it'll say steak steak is 20 dollars a pound how much uh what's the weight that goes onto the plate so uh 0.5 half a pound your your portion is eight ounces right and then you're gonna figure out how much uh, the protein is. So $10, right? So $20 times 0.5 equals $10. You're gonna do that with the mashed potatoes. You're gonna do that with the spinach and the sauce. It's gonna figure out on the right-hand column how much product, uh, you know, how much it's costing you to put that product on the plate. It's gonna tally it up at the bottom. There's gonna be a place on that spreadsheet, as you see that I've done, where you're gonna list the price of the uh, the dish, right? So the, the how much you charge on the menu. And then it's gonna calculate how much profit and your profit margin. This is super, super important. And if you do it right, right, so if you know that spinach, right, on the first page, uh, I update the, the I get my uh, delivery, I update the invoice, and I update this, uh, this first page and I say, oh, spinach just went up 40 cents a pound. I update that and it automatically uh, populates every single recipe throughout your spreadsheet. So you don't have to do it. You don't have to go by hand. You just update spinach in one place and it automatically updates all of your recipes, right? And then you gotta tab through and you gotta look through and say, okay, is there anything where I need to adjust the price? Either raise it or lower it, right? This is how you do it. But if you do it right, it's gonna save you work in the long run. It's a lot of work up front, and I get it, but it's gonna save you work uh, in the long run. The individual recipes then will show you again, your margin and the profit, the real dollar profit, how much money you make every time somebody orders that dish. Take a week, it's gonna take you a week of dedicated work to do this. If you don't do this already, you have to do it. Take this week and do it and I promise you will see a huge change in your overall profitability. That's the first one, that's tip number one. Tip number two, look at profitability shift by shift, right? So yes. We want to find ways to build downtime business. I talked about this in the other ebook, right? How to drive additional revenue is to not look at the busy weekend nights, but to look at your Mondays, your Tuesdays, your Wednesdays. Figure out ways to drive downtime business, right? But sometimes, sometimes the simple answer is just to close for the shift. Now, I was speaking with Josh Coppola uh, about this on the Full Comp pat, uh, Podcast. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be a guest on the show and we were talking all about this. And he said, you know, we spend so much time as operators figuring out how to get butts in seats, how to you know, how to build downtime business, that I, it took me so long as an operator uh, to realize that I was asking the wrong question. Sometimes the question is not, how can I get more people in here? Uh, but the, the real question is whether I should be open in the first place, right? Oftentimes, if you just shut for a Monday, for example, and this is what Josh was saying, those patrons will usually just plan to come join you another night of the week. The loss in revenue on that Monday that, let's say, you decide to close is fairly minimal in actual practice, and the savings on payroll and utilities on that night actually makes it more than worth it because, again, those people or a fair amount of them usually end up joining you another night and and make those nights more profitable because, again, you've already uh, got all the payroll and all the utilities to just open on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, so uh, if you get an extra five or ten covers in, uh, all more power to you. Now, remember, it's really important. There are no rules dictating when you have to be open. If you have unprofitable shifts throughout the week and it is trending in the same direction over and over and over, simply consider the idea of of closing for those shifts. There may be other uses of the space that you've not yet considered, um, like renting it out for a pop-up or, or something else entirely, or maybe you just choose to keep it dark and, and that ends up being uh, better in the long run than trying to struggle through and, 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 run, a, and run a shift that's going to operate in the red week after week after week. I'll share the third tip in just a moment after a word from another one of our sponsors. The most successful restaurants take brand and design very seriously. That includes aesthetics like architecture, lighting and music, all the way down to silverware and plating. But a restaurant is nothing without the people that make it come alive. And so the natural question is, how do you dress your staff? How do they look? Stock manufacturing has been crafting premium apparel since 2012 and are consistently called upon by Michelin star quality restaurants for their expertise. With stock, you get the best of both worlds, all the style of retail with the price, continuity and customer service of a traditional uniform vendor. They offer an assortment of everyday items that are ready to ship with no minimum order quantity and can make these items stand out with small custom touches like embroidery, hats, and pins. They can also design fully custom uniforms from the ground up to complement your restaurant's brand, decor, and environment. They're offering a special promotion for listeners of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast, wholesale pricing on all in-stock products, plus 50% 50% off all design fees for fully custom uniforms. Visit stockmfg.co slash chip to get started. Again, S-T-O-C-K-M-F-G dot co slash C-H-I-P. As always, that link is in the show notes. Finally, then. We come to the third and final tip that I'm sharing on today's episode. I will remind you, of course, that the full ebook, which you can go download, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash expenses, that full ebook has 10 tips that I'm sharing. Uh, This podcast is just about the first three. I am enticing you uh, to go get the full thing. It's totally free. Just go get the download. Number three, the third tip I'm sharing today is watch out for top-heavy payroll now i've spent a great deal of time working in fine dining and and i'm watching a lot of operators actually struggle with this right now over the pandemic they learned how to do more with less and yet it frustrates me because they haven't applied those lessons to the new normal right now in the old days uh the old days of having a gm and an agm plus a service director and a bar manager and a wine director three floor managers two psalms it's all over in order to maintain profitability You have to require more from your team, right? So your GM may have to double as the wine director. Your AGM might also be the one to oversee service. The wine director may also manage the bar program, and instead of sommeliers, you may simply need to invest in wine education for your servers. Just like inflated monthly rents kill profitability, management salaries can put an undue burden onto your payroll and make it impossible to ever break even. This is most obvious in fine dining restaurants, but look—it can affect any sort of business, any, especially any sort of uh, full-service restaurant. So be really aware. Again. In the old days, I talk about the old days, the 90s and the 2000s, right? It got very, very bloated. But before that, if we look back to like the 60s, 70s and 80s, most restaurants ran with no service, no no management, right? There was like a GM who ran during the day, was responsible for you know the ordering, the inventory, the numbers. And then there was a maitre d' that ran the restaurant at night and then the servers were, were called captains and they, they basically ran their stations like they were mini managers, right? They were given more responsibility, more authority, um, on on the floor every night, but you didn't have, um, you know, again, the AGM, the service director, the psalms, the floor manager, you didn't have all of that. It was very, very lean at the top, which is a, one of the reasons, uh, there are many others, but one of the reasons why restaurants were much more profitable uh, back throughout the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So things have changed. But again, we learned a lot over the pandemic. I know so many of you out there learned how to do more with less. Bring some of those lessons, bring some of those learnings into this new normal. Pepper that. Season your restaurant with that. How do you can you do more with less? Now as I mentioned at the top of this episode, again, there is an ebook. It includes all 10 of these tips for cutting expenses. Uh, these three are good, but they're not even my favorites. They are just the first three. Again, go download the ebook book today, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash expenses. You can download the companion piece also from a few weeks ago. Again, available totally for free. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash revenue. Another big thank you to our sponsors. This show would not be possible without them. Again, you'll find the links in the show notes. Seven Rooms, Stock Manufacturing. Thank you very much for your support. Please go check them out. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in, for listening. I will see you next week. Restaurant Strategy is made possible by the generous support of our sponsors as well as our Patreon supporters. A special shout out to all of our gold and platinum members, Ty Hames, Bob and Kate Carpenter, Scott Middleton, Chuck and Denise Close, Stephen and Ann Fagan, Mario D'Amatos, and Christopher Tana. If you want to become a supporter, please go visit patreon.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, the link is in the show notes.